This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hi there, everyone. Welcome to the uh, episode 88, first episode of season four of the Tull and Back podcast, uh, sponsored by Old Zoological, obviously. It's a bit of a feel-good episode, this one, because there's not much to talk about city-wise. Um, there's literally nothing happening. It's quite bizarre um, compared to other transfer windows. But we've, we're, we're going to be joined by uh, DJ Eddie, um, who's, who's been a big hit with everybody this season. I think um, everyone will agree he's brought a massive positive factor to the atmosphere at games, at home games this season. I mean, I'll vouch for him. So the games I've been at, Tom, you've spoke his praises on past episodes yeah, already. Yeah. Um, welcome on to the, uh, the podcast, Eddie. How are you doing? I'm all right, boys. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure to be here. I mean, thank you for speaking my praises, my praises and everything. It's Like I said, it's just been the love and support from everyone's just been amazing. And like I said, thank you very much for having me on. Yeah, I, I bet the last few months for you have just been... Mad, I bet you, because I've, I've, I assume you had a season pass or a membership before, um, obviously getting the, the, the DJing gig. Um, so you've gone kind of now from a fan to providing entertainment at Hull City, which I think, I mean, I can speak for myself. If, if you're involved with the club you support in any way, shape or form on a match day, it must just be absolutely crazy. Just talk us through what it's like to just DJing in front of all your oh, fans. Blooming heck, like, I mean... Um, so yeah, literally it was, it, it started off as a standing gig as well, which was the maddest thing. Like, um, obviously you, you guys will have seen it, uh, the Burnley game when Ben pulled out, I just put a tweet out saying this screams like a DJ set by yours, yours truly. And obviously as a, as a ladder who sits in N4, like it, it's great to just be in and amongst the atmosphere. Like obviously I know Tom through like going to away games and, uh, going to home games as well. And, just like playing these like tunes in front of everyone and like seeing everyone just so happy and even seeing West Upper dancing, it's just the maddest feeling in the world. Like everyone knows that like if you see West Upper dancing, you must you must be doing something right. And yeah, just it's it's gone from like obviously 
like, like I said, like I've said in a lot of like things, like on my tweets and stuff, like walking into the MKM Stadium at the age of six, and I know obviously you're not going to walk into a stadium and think at the age of six I'm going to DJ one day. Like I mean, six years ago I'd only just started DJing, and um, and just just that feeling of getting that phone call and saying, "Oh, would you like to do it?" And especially at a Yorkshire Derby as well, and there's going to be twenty four thousand people there. It was just the maddest feeling, and. Yeah, obviously it was raining and stuff, but the weather really didn't determine everyone's mood in the stadium at that time. And obviously I got to do the, the three games prior to that and I, I post that and it was just the, the amount of love and seeing everyone like so happy in the stadium. It was just the best feeling in the world and I loved it every minute of it. So it was class. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I, I was at the Rotherham game and um, I remember just saying like, because I think earlier on in the season, there was quite a few people that were saying that, you know, pre-match atmosphere probably needed improvement. And um, there were suggestions maybe as to how to do that, you know, like the pre-match music and stuff like that needed changing, things like that. Because we did used to have a decent pre-match atmosphere in years gone by, but we've kind of lost it. I think since COVID as well, it's been a bit difficult. Um, but uh, so I'll, I'll ask you, Tom. So you I, you go to every home game, don't you? Um, yeah. When you can. Um, just talk us through fans' perspective. Just tell Eddie what he's been giving us and, and, and how good he's been. I just think like before, obviously Eddie arrived. I think devoid of like good music before the games. I think you know you you're getting no disrespect to the local bands, but you sometimes you don't know the songs and stuff like that. But obviously when Eddie's playing these songs, you, you recognise them, you know them, and you know they're, they're really good and that. So I think in terms of the atmosphere, like it's so much better now since Eddie's obviously came in and you know it's, you can see it gets gets the gets the players rocking, especially like North Stand, like he says, even uh, even West Stand upper on their feet and that. So it's like it's really good. So I think we need to carry that on into next season. Yeah, definitely. I think everyone would like to see you back next season. Although, is, 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 have you actually had any backlash to doing this then? Because I can't imagine there's any negative. But is there? Was that sweet? There was that sweet, wasn't there? Like, yeah. I mean, there was. There were the part. Well, obviously, last week everyone saw that I had to put a statement out, like saying, like, oh yeah, sorry for. Because uh, obviously, the, in the supporters meeting, there was a lot of backlash on Twitter anyway regarding this meeting and things like that. And obviously, as a as a person who's always so focused on making every, everyone else happy, like you want to you want to read what people are saying about you. And um, a few of the comments, yeah, they did get to me, and a few of the tweets, they were just a bit like it, it, it drags you down, and that's why I put something out. And um, <laughs> and the amount of love and support that I got from that was was amazing. But through throughout the uh, like from that Rotherham game. There was no hate whatsoever, and then it got to the. Oh, I think it might have been Swansea or Millwall at home. I think it was Millwall, and then there was a few. There was a few things that came up, and obviously you take it to heart and stuff. And I was speaking to my mates and stuff like that, and they sort of made light out of it, and they were like, "Oh, Eddie lad, don't worry. It's like you're famous now. You've got haters." And I was like, "Lad, just shut up, shut up, like, um, just brushed it off." But yeah, it's, they're, they're all doing a bit of backlash here and there, but. At the end of the day, you've just got to take the negative stuff and turn it into positives. And and with that negative stuff that I had last season, I always made sure that I changed it. And obviously, the last home game of the season, for me, the atmosphere that I created, the, the amount of love, I didn't get one bit of backlash or anything. Um, was It was just unbelievable. I loved every minute of it. And and I, I just want to say thank you to like everyone. Literally, even there's... There's a guy, I think he was called Yuri, I think. Um, um, he was he was he was typing, I think I had to Google Translate, he was typing it in uh, Japanese and I was like, Oh my god, this is unbelievable. Like it's just the love and support, like barring the backlash, it's just been insane. And I just want to thank everyone so much. Yeah, I mean 
it's very easy. I mean, to to forget that when you put yourself in a position where you're massively more in sort of the public eye, or um, you know, probably getting more social media presence and more attention from people both on the streets and online. And it, it, I think if it, to to me, you, the, any ne- I, I've never actually seen a negative comment regarding you. Um, I was quite surprised that you said there was. Um, but I think I think I can talk for all city fans when you just it, it, it happens it happens we, yeah. we we get our fair share and we, we just do this <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean so um, <laughs> DJing in front of thousands of people I mean for, for the every three negative comments you find you could probably have about seven thousand oh, positive so you know what I mean just 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 ignore it keep going and and, and like I said, I mean, we've got so a lot of love coming in from the comments. We've had one from Enchi up there saying about the atmosphere. Lee Walker, who's... There he is. There he is. He's <laughs> there. Loves it. Graham Dukes, today on Facebook as well. Hey, Graham, don't you worry. Don't you worry. <laughs> but, I mean, the, the, the thing is, is, is when you've got a good pre-match atmosphere, it, it adds to the to the actual game atmosphere I found when you don't want a dead pre-match and then get into a game and then like like the Rotherham one for example which ended up being a nil-nil that would have just been drab from the first minute to the last but going into the first half just the whole feel-good factor continues and I think it's 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 good because it's the the off the pitch positivity then translates to things like this where you're doing that and it just the, everything about the club just feels amazing at the minute it's why I, it's mad that I see anything negative about um, Hull City lately, which obviously Nathaniel, because he's not on the episode, had to come in and add his two pence. Um, there'll be no Ryan Longman content in this episode, Nathaniel, so you can go if you want. Yeah, he'll um, believe him, won't he? believe in after that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll, 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 add, I'll add Gordon in now, because um, there's a bit of a time difference between um, us and, and Gordon. He's in, actually in America, so we'll welcome Gordon onto stream. He was a bit late today. We'll, we'll forgive your... Um, your lack of punctuality. Tardiness there. Sorry, guys. Sorry, guys. Honored to be on. And again, apologize for the time difference there. So, no, oh, don't worry about it. Um, Gordon actually hosts because um, I actually, I've, Gordon's been a watcher for a while of the podcast and I never even realized he holds his, uh, he hosts his own podcast, uh, Jets Therapy, I believe it's called. Yep. Jets Therapy on, uh, on YouTube. We don't do live, anything like that. We're still kind of growing into it. Um, we've just kind of, you know, Bit year by year added to it a little bit and, and just trying to you know build it as we can a, a little bit organically and we don't take ourselves too seriously so it, it's just just for fun so yeah well you need i think that's the best way into it and if you you, you do it because you enjoy it that's um, right when you stop enjoying it there's no point is there um gordon so we'll, we'll come to you whilst 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 you're there um i i imagine you have you actually managed to get to any games this season can't imagine get to no no not yet my uh one of my good friends actually just flew over, was at the Arsenal uh, the Arsenal game for the last game of the season. He was hoping they were going to win the league. He's a big Gunners fan, but uh, he's kind of taken me on my, what we call soccer over here, but football journey in a way. He was kind of started me out in 2014, 2015. Um, but no, I, I want to get over to a game. I got a, my four-year-old, uh, he turns four in August. So hoping next season or the season after that to fly over with him and kind of Give him give him some exposure to the game. So, yeah. I wonder definitely. if your friend who's the Arsenal fan got you into uh, football after the FA Cup final when we lost. Yeah, so it was. We were, we were watching that game, and um, you know, I kind of I kind of was watching with him that season. I announced football, or I announced sports in college for a while, and kind of grew towards soccer. 
um, or football, I'll say football, sorry. So grew towards football and, yeah. uh, <laughs> and uh, you know, lived with him for a while and he got me into it and I, I ended up liking Hull and he was an Arsenal fan and it was kind of, as they say, history from there on, so. A bit different. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, nice. when we was in the Premier League, I think Arsenal were one of those teams that, that really wanted to beat us because of the, the win at the Emirates. And then obviously from that, we, we sort of became a thorn in their side, despite not actually winning again against Arsenal. Uh, yeah, uh, Wenger didn't like us. Um, definitely didn't like us at all. Um, Eddie. Uh, so I'll ask you then. So we'll 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 talk about the season because obviously you, everyone's heard our our podcast panel members' thoughts on the season. Let's hear from some other people. So what what was your thoughts on the season as a whole? Did did we sort of meet expectation or? So for me, I think everyone everyone this season had that that expectation of like, oh yeah, we've got a new owner, we've brought all the, in all these new players, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna get promoted this that, and the other and. I, and for me personally, I was it's it's like what I, what I think is going to happen next season. I'm just happy with the progress we're making. Like obviously, I know we were we were struggling at times. Everyone was thinking, "Oh no, we're going to go down this and the other." But for me, I just think with with how we've performed in certain games, and I, I, I saw some ridiculous stat that when when Rossini came in, was it only we only lost, we only lost a handful of times. I can't remember the number off the top. Six of my head. We, lost, we lost six of the last yeah. twenty nine. We kept there thirteen we clean sheets as well, sir. That's what I mean, and for me, obviously, I, f- I feel like it's just a, a, a stepping stepping stone. Like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not too fussed with where we finished because I know that we're, we're building on good things personally. And if we're, like if the lads get behind the boys, then that's the that's the main thing for me. Just just keep progressing what we're doing, and I, I genuinely think, I, I mean. It might get a few nibbles here, but I, I, I would I would be happy with promotion, yes, but I'd be even more happy if we get top 10 because, I mean, look at the, some of the teams that have come down and look at some of the teams that didn't quite get promotion this year. It's just another a stepping stone for what we could achieve the year after. That's what I think personally, and we'll have to see what happens. But, yeah, I was I was very chuffed with this year for the club. Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's it's... I think I mean I don't think anybody realistically got carried away last summer. I know we made a lot of signings, <laughs> a lot of positivity, obviously, because we weren't used to actually signing players, especially for money. Um, but I, I, I don't actually think that there's many City fans that would genuinely sit here and say we're going to get promoted next season. I think I think the realistic aim surely has to be at least battling in the top half of the table for the playoffs. So is, is that something you'd agree with, Gordon? Yeah, I mean, last year, kind of you know coming into this season. Like Eddie said, I mean, we bought, and like you said, we bought a lot of players, and that hadn't been, that hadn't been our reality in in quite a while under the Allen. So you know, obviously, Akun came in, uh, things turned around, and we bought a bunch of international players. The optimism was there, is feeling good. But yeah, I think you know, this season was the tale of two seasons, right? With under Shota, and then we, I think we we won some games we probably shouldn't have won, and then. Um, Obviously, he got out, and then Dawson came in, and then Rosie, and we've been a different team under Rosie. Short up the defense, um, but yeah, I think it's easy to say, like, yeah, let's go again for top of the table. But I think a lot depends on who we bring in, um, and then yeah, I think I would say top ten would be great. Would be a great finish. Obviously, fighting me, fighting for a playoff place. So yeah, so I think with with what uh, you're saying there is right. Like with. With the new owner coming in, we've sort of changed our recruitment strategy. We're signing, you know, much more reputable players like John Michael Serio. It came on my Facebook room like two years ago. We signed like George Moncare and Randall Williams, sort of players that are probably League One, League Two level. 
and now we're, we're signing players like John Michael Seri. You know, obviously he got promoted with Fulham. Cyrus Christie as well. Um, you've got Esther Pinyan who scored 15 goals in the Premier League. So I think you know if we can carry on recruiting these sort of quality players, and there's no reason why we can't finish in the top 10. But you know the, the quality that's coming down in Leicester, Southampton, Leeds, it's going to be a struggle. But um, you know, I'm, it's very rare that the, the three teams that come down go straight back up. So you you expect one of them maybe leads to maybe finish outside the playoffs or struggle a little bit. But, you know, we'll have to see what, what the, the transfer window brings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 weird, isn't it? I was, I was, I was talking with um, Eddie before, obviously, we went live. Um, it's hard to to really make a judgment on us because we've just, because we've, obviously we've not signed anybody yet and, and it's very important that we have to bring some players in. Because um, as, as, as everyone's just said there, defensively, we sort of found that, foundation where we were pretty much solid um the midfield to me is sorted as well there's not much improvement to that other than maybe a bit of depth um but we were just one goal short in so many games like the injuries the the inconsistency to the starting 11 um and and i agree with that comment there from nship that this this championship's even harder than last season which was incredibly close at both ends of the table so i mean you've got um Obviously, like Tom said, the three relegated teams that are coming down, then you've got the teams that missed out on promotion. You've got your Borough, your Coventry, um, your Blackburn, Millwall, Sunderland as well, Norwich, Watford. You know, and we expect to be up there. It's just, West Brom. You know, yes. Brom as well. They're probably going to throw everything at it this season because I believe that they've got to pay a big loan back in the summer. So they could be in trouble if they don't get promoted. So they'll probably go hell for leather this season with Corbram if they keep hold of him and he doesn't go to Leeds, that is. So, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's going to be a very interesting season and I think it's a very important um, transfer window um, because, obviously, we need to we need to recruit, as Rosini has said many times, players that are reliable, robust, um, that can stay fit. So, um, I'll come to you first, then, Eddie. So, player transfer-wise, um, it's been very quiet, very quiet, compared to the last two transfer yeah. windows. I don't actually think I've seen a solid transfer rumour barring Sonny Bradley. Um, that you know actually looks like it could be credible. Um, a lot of it's just you know throw our name in with seven other championship clubs chasing the same player. Um, but realistically, where you know is, is there any players that we need to sign? What, what what area do we need to strengthen first? Do you think? Well, I know this will probably get a, a few nibbles as well, but I I would say just for that squad depth and. Probably with a few outgoings, I'd definitely say bring Sonny Bradley in, 100%. Obviously, he captained a few of the games this season for Luton. And I think, obviously, everyone's going to be like, oh, this, that, and the other. But he's a whole lad, bring him back. Like, he's, his family's here. He's, he, if he wants to, he wouldn't want to come back if, he, if it didn't mean something to him, in my, in my eyes. That's what I personally think. Um, and he's, for me, he's a good player. Um, and obviously, you've got to get Kyle Darla back. Single-handedly helped us this season. Um, and obviously, you want to try and you want to try and get some more depth in the middle in the midfield. And for me, probably bringing maybe one or two strikers who are proven in the league. And and that for me, that that's that's what I'd say. That and that's it for me. Yeah, I think with a Sunday Bradley transfer, I see it from the other end as well. Like I know we, we signed Tobias Figueiredo last season, who played a lot for Forest, um, what twenty eight times, and obviously got promoted. Similar Sonny Bradley for Luton, but I think with the injury record he's had past two seasons. Um, the fact he's 31 as well. I know he brings that experience, but I think it could be a risk a little bit. I mean, there's a reason why Luton are letting him go, but yeah, the fact obviously he's a whole lad helps, but 
yeah, I think there's better out there, but on a free transfer, I guess it, it wouldn't be too bad. But I think with how how Figueiredo did, I think you have to be looking at someone a bit better, I reckon. But yeah, yeah. the fact our defence is already good, it's like more we need depth really because we've got three obviously Greaves, Jones, and we're looking all young centre backs. So I think you've had to that maybe a bit more experience and we're looking good. Yeah, I mean, I, the thing is with Bradley is. Is, is is at the moment, especially on Twitter, it's a very um, one way or the other opinion with him. Um, yeah. Personally, I wouldn't be bothered if we did or didn't sign him. Um, I just find that the, the transfer would be quite bizarre based on the fact that I can imagine Bradley is now at an age where he's going to be trying to play as many games as he possibly can before he has to start winding down his career. Um, and I don't think he's going to come here and start games um, unless he's a replacement for someone say Jacob Greaves, um, you know, Figueredo we've, we've made available for transfer. So, I mean, but he hasn't really had a, had a look in since Rosini has come in. Um, you've got promising players like Andy Smith and Alfie Taylor that, that, that could have come into the fray. But like Tom said, you know, it's, it's another two young defenders without much experience, definitely no experience at this level. But Andy Smith's had two very good seasons at Grimsby. Um, Gordon, do, do you, what, Sonny Bradley transfer, do you think it's something that, 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 are you, are you for or against? What's your thoughts on it? Um, I'm okay with it if it's a, kind of like Tom said, like a replacement for Figs. I think Figs was a non, not like Figs didn't really help the team this year. He did, you know, hurt the team more so. But like you said, I do feel like he's at the stage in his career. It's he's going to want to play some games and I don't see where he fits in. I mean, I think the uh, emergence of Maca this season under uh, Rosie was you know, what everybody's been calling for. Well, we didn't understand why he wasn't playing as much. And then obviously Alfie Jones and him have kind of built up a good partnership. And then, you know, kind of like you said, maybe he's also a replacement for Greaves because I think Rosie played Greaves out on the left a little bit more than probably he would have wanted. So I don't know if he's maybe looking for a way out or he thinks he wants to battle for that center spot. I'm not really sure, but I don't mind it. I do think it's kind of uh, a head scratcher in a way because I mean, it's cool to bring him back. He came through the came through the whole ranks, and um, so he's one of those players, like ex players, that oh, you know, because I think there was a lot of talk about ex players coming back this year, and he was one. And yeah. again, a bit divisive, but I think again, if he can contribute to the team, he brings a lot of experience. Like he said, he was a captain, so I don't I don't hate it. I'm not I'm not a not hating this move. So yeah, I mean, there's positives there's positives to it, in like you say, in the sense that he could be an experienced head twelve, you know, develop. Alfie Jones and Sean McLaughlin, Jacob Greaves' career a bit more. Um, I just don't think he's going to come here and play that many games if that's what is the intention. It, I, it, we'll, we'll just have to wait and see. Obviously, like we say, Rosini is, I, I think, in terms of transfers, barring injuries, most of the transfers, except for Ebuwe, were successes, weren't they? So, yeah. um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll keep an eye on that one, see what happens with that. Uh, but staying on the topic of Jacob Greaves then, so Eddie, uh, Jacob Greaves, do we sell him? Or do you want to keep him? Do you, do you think he's expect? Because the problem is, Sean McLaughlin's form is is going to keep him out of the back four. But I don't yeah. think he's going to want to play a left back. So if you if we get a handsome fee, would you be like, yeah, fair play? Do you know what? I mean, <clears throat> for me, he's had uh, for the obviously I've known him since secondary school. So uh, obviously I've probably told Tom before. Like I went to secondary school with him and. I mean, it, like I say, it's another whole lad. Like he's a, he's a very, very, very good player. Like you can't deny it, he's a very good player. And and if and I th- for me, I think it, if it'd be a silly move for Hull to 
sell him to another championship team, mm. which to me, and obviously he's, for me, I think the time's right where if we get a good fee, if we get a good fee for him and a Premier League club does come in, don't get me wrong, let him go. He's got, it's every young lad's dream to go and play in the Premier League for me. That's what I think anyway. And, um, if, a, if a good fee comes in, I don't see why we shouldn't sell him. Um, obviously, it'd be gutting to see him go, like it was Keener, like it was Jared, but um, it's it's one of them. If, if we like 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 you've asked that, if you get if we get a good fee for him, I, I can't see why we shouldn't let him go. Um, but think about it wisely. Don't let him go to a champion, another championship club. Mm. I think I mean, it's his development as well. Like he's twenty two now. I think Jack, uh, Bowen had three seasons in the championship before he moved to West Ham. I think I'd like to give him another season, see how he progresses. You're always going to get injuries in football as well, so you, you want it's, it's great that we've got someone like Greaves on the bench. Like the fact how quality he is, you know, he's, he's a ball playing defender. You know, there's those are lucrative in this market, like especially English as well, left footed. So I think would be silly to let him go unless it's for close to a double figure fee, like nine ten million to a Premier League club. But I think Premier League clubs are probably seeing him thinking that, that he's not in the team right now. He's being kept out, so maybe they they warned away from him, but. They obviously know what quality he's got, and you know I'd like to keep him because I think he's blossomed as well in that in, in the left back role. So it's good that he can play both positions. Um, I think it, you know, the fact he can play a left back means Bobby need one left back in, um, you know, and then he can play as backup as well. So to that left back, and then obviously for, ch- for challenge for the centre back role. So yeah, yeah, because yeah, I mean Elder's out this season, right? Elder, we're not we're not resigning him, so yeah, yeah he's been released. Yeah. He's been released. We we obviously um I was gonna say we don't have any left backs. We've got Brandon Fleming, but I don't think Rosini fancies Fleming and yeah. realistically in his career he's not actually played that many games and he's had problems with injuries too. So um and didn't really make an impact at Oxford in League One. So uh, which is quite bizarre because he was re- he was one of our best players and towards the end of last what the season before under Avalanche. Yeah, yeah, he's he's never kicked. He's like he's I think he's turning twenty four this year, and he's not really played a lot of senior football. So that's quite worrying, like from him. I think that the fact he's had them injuries so early on in his career sort of stagnated his development. Because like you say, when he did play, you know, but he, he was probably one of our best crosses of a ball. Like you got him in that left back or all sort of pushing forward. He always put a good cross in. He's good in one v ones. Um, you know, he's he's hard to beat. So I think. You know, say if he, I think if someone did come in for him, then we'd be letting him go because I, I just don't think he's cutting it at this level now. And you know, the, since we've sort of been signing better quality players, he, he's not really fitting in anymore. So, you know, yeah. it'd be sad to see him go, but I think it's the right move. Yeah, right. Ryan Manning's been mentioned a lot, but I just think he's going to be one of those players that probably goes to a club that was would be a statement there. Yeah, would, he'll would be a statement if we managed to get him. But I think. You, Leeds are probably if Leeds are in or someone that's come down because you know maybe somewhere closest to Swansea but it goes like I think you know someone better like that and yeah they're, they're likely to get him. <laughs> Fun just felt sorry. <laughs> yeah no I mean with Manning it's he's he was a really good player and and he's going to probably go to a club I think that's that's challenging already for promotion. Well was last season obviously nobody's challenging it yet this season we're not kicked off but. Um, I just think that he might be beyond our reach at the minute. Um, yeah, like like I said, it's it's so hard to speculate on signs at the minute because there's just no, there's just nothing coming out from anywhere. I I actually think that's kind of a good thing because I think how loud we were last time. Yeah, yeah, it's, um, it was was giving away a lot last season, like in terms of 
who were signing, that probably didn't help us in terms of negotiating a deal because then clubs know how much we've got to spend. And Whereas now it seems a bit more private, maybe Tan and Ajahn have sort of learnt from the mistakes last season in terms of who we signed. Like We signed a lot of players without looking into the, the injury history and their history itself. Like, And we also signed a lot of players that were sort of out of favour with the clubs and took a chance on them and it's not really paid off. Like, you know, we signed that Salah Ulad who, who obviously sustained a bad injury. Then Triore, he got injured straight away, who's obviously turned out to be a class player since he's oh, come in. Wow. Yeah, um, and then you know, obviously, like two fan was out of favour Watford and abroad as well. But obviously, he's turned out since obviously we senior took a re sort of gone from strength to strength. In my opinion, like he's he's the one that's getting goals from midfield, and that's what we need more of. But yeah, I think we need to sort of like Graham said earlier in in the comments, and um, we need to sort of take less risks with our sign and sort of sign players that are more proven and sort of build a core really, like a, a core that can sort of challenge near the top. Yeah. Take, taking taking those comments into um, consideration there, Gordon, do you think that Rosini is going to take a more domestic approach to players that we signed this summer? Do you think he's going to look for you know, players that have been in this league, know this league, rather than the more international approach we took last summer? Um, do you think he's going to look for someone to, that, that, that's got that experience to try and lead us through any bad stage we have? Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's. I think last season or the beginning of this season, we saw Akun really kind of take over, and I guess Tan really took over. Kind of like you said. I mean, you know, he he. It seemed like he recruited players that he knew in Pelkis, in um, in Ozan. I'm sure he knew. You know, obviously he had the stint at Watford, but um, yeah. I mean, I'd love to see some more domestic players come in. I know. You know, I know we were in for Conrad. Was it a U.S. player? I'm curious to see if we go back for him. Um, but I know we kind of. I don't know if we need a, a winger right You know now. a lot about him? Because obviously we do you know. I, 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 I know a decent there. amount about him. I know he's kind of, I think he's, you know, he's at, was he at Barcelona right now? Or, yeah, or, Barcelona I, B, he was at Barcelona. Um, or he's on loan. And I think he just, he needs a fresh start. And I thought, I thought Hall would have been a great fresh start for him. You know what I mean? To kind of kickstart his career, re-kickstart his career. Um, but to kind of go back to what you said, and I do, I think we will kind of look for some more proven players at this level. Um, because like you said, Ozan was, touch and go in the beginning of the year, but he, I think he grew into probably one of our best signings. I obviously Sari, I think was our top one this year, but you kind of look at someone like Sari and say, that's exactly where you should be playing. And that's how you should be playing. Um, but Ozan, like you said, scoring goals from the midfield. I think he, you know, box to box was back and forth running back. So I, I thought he was obviously one was one of my top players of the year. Took a little while. Yeah. When, when, when you speak about Conrad as well, I think that is a sort of player that we need, that sort of direct winger. I know we signed Cynic, uh, that didn't pay off, but it was Kamal Krasicki's birthday today and that made me miss like what player he was. Like He was sort of, sort wow. of as soon as he got the ball, you got excited. Like You know what I mean? Made stuff happen. You know, it was quality in the final third and that's the sort of player that we need. I think, you know, this too many times this season we've had injuries and we've had the likes of Ryan Longman we're having to play and, you know, players out of position as well. Longman hasn't really cut it. You know, he's had a lot of game time this season, but not really done much. You know, sorry, Nathaniel, but we need to be improving on that. Um, you know, we need to be signing sort of someone that's that's good out wide, like that, that can sort of, you know, you saw like Burnley sign like Nathan Teller on loan, like a play like that that just sort of wow was gets get supporters off feet, really. You think Ali are um, that type of player? Definitely. Uh, yeah. And also, also congratulations to Ali Ar, whose wedding it is today. So congratulations to him. Oh. I genuinely think Ali, like, 
I, Tom will know the amount of the amount of times that I, I praise Ali I literally is like yeah. to me what at his age as well. I mean he's twenty two, and I think is he twenty two or twenty one? He's saying he's twenty two. I think yeah, in like September. Yeah, and, and he's for me he's got such a good like future ahead. I, I think obviously we've not seen him at his best this season, and probably maybe not. His, well, he was a lot better in his first season with us, but. I think next season, obviously, we've seen the like the pictures of his stories and his social media. I think next season it could be his season. That's yeah. just a perspective, but I genuinely think he he's got the potential to be the next Camel Riziki, the next Jared Bowen. That's what I personally think, but I don't know yeah, if you guys. Yeah. So I think um, what you're saying there as well, like with the the fact you're seeing pictures on his story, even in the gym already, working towards next season, that shows how much he wants it. Like how much he wants to cement his place in Serie as well, like. Already sort of coming back and doing work, like obviously they're probably being aware, but the the they want to get a head start on everyone else, and that shows to me that like you know that's that elite level sort of mentality, like never switching off and sort of you know honing your craft. And I think what you said about Ali is true. I think I, I really like him as a player in terms of not just his quality, but I think he always tracks back. He always puts in hundred and ten percent. So I think if you can find that quality in the final third, we could have a gem on our hands like with the fee we're voting for as well. And he's still only twenty one, so it's it's easy to forget. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. That's the thing. And I think he, well, I think it was at the start of the season he was playing right wing back for, for a bit. Yeah. Left wing back, yeah. Left wing back, yeah. He's such a versatile player. And um, seeing him obviously bag, bag two goals in consecutive games, I, 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 genuinely, I, I genuinely think that we do have a gem on our hands, like you saying. Just let's see what happens uh, next season, eh? I, I've backed Aliar um, when a lot of people have um, maybe said that he shouldn't even be anywhere near the starting eleven this season. And it's because the difference with Aliar is to players like Longman, for example, where Longman had a good spurt with us when he was on loan and then we've not really seen him recapture that since. Um, Aliar, you see the, the potentials there. And I think the thing is with Aliar is that he's had such a disruptive start to his whole City career that we've not seen him play enough games consecutively in a settled 11 as well um, that would help him be in an environment where he can properly thrive and learn. Um, I think beginning of this season, he was our best player. That Burnley performance before I got injured, like, wow. Yeah. He was so good. So good. Like against Preston, Preston away our best player. First game of the season at left wing back, our best player. Like I think in the first four games of the season, standout player. Then he got that injury and that sort of knocked him. I think. I think it he, knocked he's us. Player. Yeah, it knocked. Yeah, that's what it did. And 
But I think hopefully next season he's back to his best. I think you see, I know it's it's totally different, but you saw like when Man City signed like Grealish and like it took him a season to sort of gel in and then second season, this season just gone, he's, he's been world class. I think it's obviously not the same level, but I think Ali has had a full season now at City. He's shelled in, I think. If we can get a settled 11 next season, he could be one of our best players. Yeah, Definitely. I mean, if he'd, if he'd have continued playing last season before, like you say, he got that injury and conveniently our form also fell off a cliff when he got injured um, I just think that yes his end product is definitely something he needs to work on because he seems to do everything right up until that final yeah, the final ball he's got everything he should pass but that stuff like you say he's still young he will learn um, and it, I, I, obviously I don't think he's going to be a, a 10 plus goal winger just yet but he will get there and that's I think what Eddie was saying it's, it's a player that for the long term is definitely something that is eventually going to become, you know, a very important player for us. And I think, I think the wing positions is a very interesting topic transfer wise because I think there is a there is a lack of goals from the wing um, at the minute. And obviously Harry Vaughan's come in done very well on the left hand side. Um, hasn't scored obviously in the few games that he played. But do we think that his? Do you think he's still going to have a a, a big part to play in the first team next season, Gordon? Do you think Vaughan's going to be? maybe relegated to the bench perhaps because the starting eleven will be fit and new signings, etc. Or do you think Rosini is going to trust him enough to say, no, you played well in them last few games, so I'm going to reward you with a few starts at the beginning, see if you can continue it. I hope we see some more of Vaughn. I mean, like you said, he, he showed a lot of promise coming in, only playing those few games towards the end there. Um, you know, kind of in that same pathway of Bowen and uh, KLP in that, you know, younger player, bringing him in, getting him through. Obviously, you know, he's. I don't want to compare him to them yet because he's not there. But, I mean, like I said, he had some flashes. Um, so, I think it'd be good. I think it'd be good to see him versus Aliar for that left-hand side. Because, I mean, I think those are our two left-side wingers. So, Yeah, but Aliar was coming in off the right next last season. But I think he's, with him being right-footed, it would be interesting. Like, cause, like Tom said, beginning of the season when he played left wing back, um, he looked very threatening when he cuts inside and perhaps where it's opposite with Longman I think he's better on his natural side where he's beating players getting to the byline and crossing it um, I think Aliar's a bit more of a threat when he's cutting inside and then having the option to shoot whereas he's trying to get to the byline and then looking for options I don't think he's that kind of player I think he wants to score goals and he wants, which is why when he gets to a passing situation he, he gets caught in two minds and I think yeah. I should probably do that and then wait too long but um like we say, it towards the end of last season, beginning of this season, and then towards the end of this season, we've seen what Aliak can do and where he can go. So it'll be interesting to see where he goes. And then Harry Vaughan, it will also be interesting to see what kind of part he plays in the starting eleven. Yeah, depending on. I think I think with Aliak as well. I think with Aliak, like he's quite an instinctive player. You saw like the positions he he sort of picks up on the field as well. Like we saw Blackburn away that that chance he had like. Um, I don't know if you saw it, but like you know, we got into the box, did everything right, but the finish let him down. Mm. Um, yeah. You saw a goal against Borough as well from the corner. Like what goal that was! Like he's, he's capable. It's just I think throughout his career, you, you've never known what what his best position is, and that's this that's sort of similar to a lot of our players. Like you've got Benjamin Setter, what's his best position? Is it behind a striker? Is it is it striker? Is it left wing? You know, you've got obviously got two fans as well. What's his best position? Is it? off the front as a false nine, is it central midfielder, like deep, or is it in behind a strike? And similar value, I was all, is it right wing, left wing, strike? You know, you don't know the best position, and that's that's a job that Rossini's got this summer to sort of find the best positions of these players and sort of build a unit, go forward, because we've got our, our two centre-backs, 
you know, that's the solid base. We've got our midfielders in Seri and Slater. Probably add another one in there. Maybe Simmons. Obviously, Simmons. We've got Simmons as well. Um, and then we just need to really. I think the focus in this window should be just the forward areas. Mm. Yeah, because I, I think obviously, when, if, if we're looking at it very simply, it would probably most likely in a City fan wish this would have Darlow in goal and we would have Cyrus on the right, Macker and Jones as your centre back pairing, then you know one of two left backs that we should probably sign. Your midfield three, I think, sorted in in Seri, Traore, and Slater. I don't, I don't understand why people are dropping Slater in anything that they put on online. The, the lads just had an amazing season. Um, yeah. We'll actually talk about Regan Slater. Eddie, do you think that he is possibly one of the most underrated players in the league? Because I, I, I think outside of Hull City, nobody talks about him, which is a good thing, I suppose, because um, it, it it don't bring unnecessary transfer interest, but. In terms of what he brings to the game, I think he's literally just got everything. If you're looking yeah. for a midfielder to sign, he defends, yes. he tracks back, he runs his heart out, he can score goals, he creates goals. He, he, he leaves everything on the pitch and I think he's a perfect player for a Rosinia system. Definitely. I think uh, you, watch him on, you watch him on a game that he's always commanding. For a lad at such a young age as well, commanding all these senior players, he's telling them to do this, do that. He's tracking back, he's getting forward, like you're saying. And he needs... like. For me, I think he's in a starting eleven. He he gets my centre mid pick alongside Seri every every week, week in week out. And I know it sounds and, and like I say, I'm probably getting a few nibbles like after what people are saying online. But I genuinely think he's an all all well rounded midfielder. Like he he's probably one of the most underrated players in the championship. That's what I think anyway. And um, he just does everything right. And he's just a bit of a legend, really, isn't he? Fifty grand and he's. Yeah. Baller, so what more? Can yeah, you I ask? think, I think with Slater as well, like it does the basic right. That's what you want from a midfield. Like he always does the basic right. Always puts in hundred and ten percent. Like he's he's always you know putting himself about as well. For he's like what five foot seven puts himself about. I think the thing is with City, I think got two very good technical players there. Like Slater's the sort of more advanced but we don't have that sort of commanding midfielder. I'd say like that we could do with maybe off the bench, maybe a holder head in there that sort of we can bring on the to see our games. games. Yeah, sort of that sort of player. Like maybe in some game, like games where it's a bit more physical as well. Maybe you could play Slater a bit further forward, and then sort of drop in sort of a a bigger, bigger sort of more physical presence next to Seri. But yeah, but like you say, Slater bargain. Like it's been quality. So seven out of ten. I'd say he's an eight out of ten. Most. I think he. I think he's probably had two games where he's been quite poor all season, and I think didn't he play every game? Yeah, and it's half and one, I think one or two. That's it. He, he missed the last be, game and missed. I think he played forty four, forty six. You can't be a bad player if you if you picked up two awards at the end of the season as well. Yeah, I was very player. surprised he didn't get um, Rosinia's pick. To be fair, but I think with the with the appreciation he got from both the fans and the players, Rosinia probably went for the for somebody yeah. else in terms of somebody else who deserved it too. In Jones, not not to take that away from him because he had, he was fantastic. I think you could have picked Slater, Jones, um, Maka. Any of them could yeah, anyone all the back for that, yeah. And I think Seri was my pick for player of the year, but Slater was a close second for me. But, um, there is an interesting one because he still, I, I from what I see online anyway, it still seems quite marmite amongst the whole city fan base. I think he it's clear what class he brings and how he can control games and and, and how he seems to be effortless in position because for someone who seems quite. I don't know. Quite, quite thin. He seems so strong. On, he knows how to hold on to the ball with a player on his back. 
But in saying that, he has also lost possession a few times, being a bit maybe slow to get rid of the ball or, or you know, passing the wrong direction kind of thing. Um, what what what's your what's been your thoughts on Seri this season, Gun? I know you, you you were positive about him earlier, but do you think as a, as a whole he's been or will be key to what Rosini wants to do in terms of his play out from the back possession based style of play? Yeah, I mean, I think you look at him and he's you know the term a lot of people use is the conductor, right? Like he's going to run everything. He's going to be that connection from the from the back to the front, bringing it forward. Um, and kind of like you said, I think I don't know. Some fans are so still like wishy washy on him, and I think. Maybe that's because of his his pedigree and his his backstory a little bit. Like we expect him to play at a world class level every game, and like you said, he has lost possession a few times, made a few silly fouls, and I think that maybe just those mistakes get amplified because of because of his name. You know what I mean? So I think that's kind of how I look at it. But yeah, I agree. I think he was one of the top players this season. I honestly had Slater as my player of the season, um, with Seri very close behind, and I think. Like Tom and everybody here said, I think that midfield is is stacked for next season. I think I think we're looking pretty good. I agree. Maybe a defensive, like a more defensive midfielder, kind of like that. Like like we like at what I thought when we first signed Alfie Jones, I thought he was going to be that central defensive midfielder, but he ended up playing you know slotting right into center back. So, well, he's yeah. he's naturally a, a sitting midfielder. That's what he was signed to be. Um, he played that role at Gillingham, um, and I, I believe he won their Player of the Year. I'll double check that. Um, but he he was a, it, it, that's his natural position, and I think we played him in centre back because of injury. Yeah. Um, and yeah. he seemed to just do okay there. And then we went to a three at the back. Um, his ability yeah. on the ball and and his height as well as his physicality meant that he he he, he sort of qualified to play as that right hand side on the on the back three under uh, under Shotter, and, and and he seemed to do it well. And he's kind of just played there ever since. Yeah, it's easy um, to but, get a free transfer as well from Southampton. Yeah, like, and, and, and there's been yeah. a few stories lately about how they were very, very surprised um, that they even let him go, regardless for free. Um, but Southampton apparently really, really rated him. And yeah. the fact that he came in Bender reckon Yeah, definitely. Better than that Bender reckon still like Jack Stevens and players like that. Like, well, you know. Maybe now, <laughs> but back then. Yeah, you, back then, maybe not. Yeah, yeah maybe not. I mean, the thing is with Jones is 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 I'm I'm so confident now in his ability as a centre half that I've I've totally forgot that he was even a, a midfielder. To be fair, I mean he played in midfield against QPR and a bit of a howler, so maybe he's um, naturally relegated himself now to a centre half. <laughs> but I mean, nobody played well at that QPR away game. I've got um, big gripes with that because I travelled uh, um, to that one midweek London. I was yeah, very tired. I, I, I didn't go to that. I didn't go to that one. Yeah, I did. I, I had to like, drive. That. I had to drive from Leeds to Hull. To get the bus from Hull to London, so they get from oh. London to Hull to then drive straight back from oh, Hull to Leeds. Must have got back like three, four. Yeah, yeah. Jesus. yeah. And when we played awful, I was not happy. But that's the joys of uh, following football, isn't it? Right. So I, 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 I think we've exhausted most things City related at the minute because there's not much else that we can talk about. What I will do is I'll ask um, everybody for one realistic signing that you'd like to see in the next week or so um depending on when we do the next episode i don't know what availability is at the minute off season but uh, eddie uh, what what kind of player what player would you like to see us sign oh, uh, uh, <laughs> there's only one in my there's only one in my eyes and it's got to be Carl Barlow, personally gets gets the people singing pretty much as well so gotta <laughs> stick with that so Carl Barlow for me and what about you tom i think yeah Carl Barlow. um 
it's it's quite tough to be fair. Like we've not we've not seen anything really rumor wise. But yeah, Cardalo would be first on my list in terms of goalkeeper. Yeah. Well, are you Cardalo as well, Gordon. I would like Darlo, obviously. You know, obviously to kind of pick a little bit different from Eddie and Tom. I'd go. I'd love to bring Connolly back in. I know there were some some uh, chirps about that. I haven't heard much since if that's off or anything. But um, I'd love to see Connolly come back in. So I've seen contrasting reports. I think at, at one point it said that we were going to go back in for him, and then another one came out about two days later saying it's unlikely that we're going to go back in for him. I think Connolly is one of those where. It doesn't fit the mantra in where Rosini has come out in press conferences and said, I, I want to sign players that you know I can rely on that aren't going to be injured. They're going to contribute um, consistently throughout the season. And unfortunately for Connolly, despite how good he looked in the few games he played, he then didn't play again for the rest of the season. And, and do you take that gamble on the player again to be possibly injured, knowing you've still yeah, got it's... the likes of Tete in the squad that's usually injured? Um, you know, you, you've got a lot of players that have had long-term injuries in the squad at the minute and, and because of last season and how frustrating it must have been for Rosinha as a manager to see that if the league had started when he took over, we'd have finished 10th. And, and you think if the amount of draws we had, if you'd have even turned three or four of those into wins, we're probably in the in the top six race until the final day. Um, so it, yeah, it's, the thing it's is, one of those transfers. If you look at our fully fit squad now, you know, it's, it's dumb to say, but I don't think we're that far off. Like, if you look at I think as well, we've still got yeah. that um, Uriel Celi, don't we? So, yeah, he's, he's obviously playing the Peruvian league, he comes back in January, and um, obviously, we obviously we signed him last January, and then we, he's got on a year long loan. But I, I think, like, from seeing what I've seen, all these like videos that people are putting on Twitter and stuff, he, he looks like a baller. So, I'm, I'm looking forward for him to come, like coming back and see what we can do for the next Tabber. Yeah. Fingers crossed, fingers crossed, he looks like a good, good larker. So, I'll take him. To be fair, the YouTube compilation tends to make everybody look good. <laughs> yeah. Nice. We've that, been there the, before. Marcus Madison, remember? That's the key. Yeah, yeah. Marcus Madison. Hatton yeah. Ben Arthur. Yeah. Possibly. The, that that would be a good idea for an episode, actually. Who is Hull City's worst transfer since whenever? That would Yannick, be very Yannick Sagwell looked good on YouTube as well. Yeah. Yannick Sagwell. I, I didn't mind Sagwell. He, he won't quite yeah, play yeah. Rick's He's got some crucial goals, hasn't he? he yeah, he won't. He won't. They weren't very bad, I suppose. Right, um, I, I suppose that's it. Um, thanks to everybody for joining us. Uh, thanks for Eddie coming on, and uh, I hope you're back thank next you. season because um, I, I believe that um, we're all looking at getting memberships again, me and my family. So I'm, I'm hoping that you're part of the pre-match atmosphere next season. I hope to be. I hope to. We'll have to wait and see. We, I'll have to see if there's any discussions uh, going on. But as it stands, I'll be a fan next. Uh, I'll be a fan next season. You'll be at the stadium regardless. Hopefully, regardless, don't you worry. Hopefully, in a performing capacity. We'll keep an eye on his social media. We'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. <laughs> uh, cheers for coming on, Gordon. Um, obviously, um, hosting your own podcast too. Do you want to tell everybody where you can find it? Yeah, thank you so much again. Honored to be on here, guys. Pumped. Uh, sorry again about the time change there in the beginning. But uh, yeah, so you can find me at uh, Jets Therapy on YouTube. Um, me and my friend Dan. Uh, you can find me at Googie Merck, G O O G I E M E R C K on Twitter. Um, but again, keep a lookout. We'll probably be expanding to some social medias and things like that outside of just YouTube. So thanks again, Ant. Yeah, no worries. Thanks for coming on. Um, yeah, so head over to his, his YouTube channel, if you, especially if you're an American football fan. Um, even if you don't like the Jets, you can probably watch it and give him some hate in his comments. I'm sure he'll appreciate that. <laughs> if it's a few extra subscribers. <laughs> That's right. 
Uh, I, I don't follow American football myself, but I did subscribe and I've been watching it. I, I find yeah, it entertaining. Uh, and obviously, thanks to Tom, who's one of our um, regulars for coming on again. Um, I'm, I'm, we'll be here again for season four. Um, yeah. Do you want to give us an update on the website, Tom? Because I believe there's quite yeah, an so, Yeah, literally, we're so close to launch now. So we need to implement the all, the, all our podcast episodes onto the site. Um, and then we're ready to launch. We've already got a couple of pieces in. Tom Kurtz has done two. He's done one on um, the importance of Jones and McLaughlin's partnership since Rosie took over. And he's wrote one on Regan Slater. We've got one from Andrew Evans, Irish Tiger. He's he's written about sort of our hopes for next season. And then Ollie Haas has done a little blog piece about his sort of um, his time as a the a contributor at the uh, for the whole city program. So I think got some pieces ready to go. I'm doing some myself. So we'll yeah we're ready to go. Like so hopefully this week we'll be yeah launch. So just keep a lookout on the socials. Yeah, Tom's going to be obviously leading um, yeah. the website in terms of uh, the content that comes out and. To be fair, I mean, you've seen the video of, of the team. I believe there's a few more in the chat that haven't necessarily fully con- uh, uh, pledged that they're going to do yeah. it yet. So we're still waiting maybe to add a few more onto that. Um, what we want to do is just provide a website where you can find, obviously, like we say, the podcast episodes, but also blog style entries, yeah. match reports, um, insights to players, so think, new players. Yeah. With, the, with the transfer window as well, like we're, we're just waiting on like news as well. So like soon as we hear something like set in stone, then we'll... We also report on it, maybe do like a little bit a stats-based piece behind the player. Like I was going to do one on sort of looking at Sonny Bradley, like how his stats compare to our current centre-backs and analysing whether he'd be a good addition. That would sort of settle a little bit. But um, yeah, that, that's the sort of piece we'll be doing. And obviously when the season starts, we'll be doing like match reports, um, you know, just all different types of content. So if you're interested in writing about City, then get involved. Absolutely, and there'll be there'll be a space as well if you if if you're if you're a business owner if you want to have yourself on the uh, advertising page on the sponsors page, uh, get in touch because we can we can sort out getting you on there. Um, we like to promote local businesses if we can. Obviously, being a whole based podcast, if you've got a, not a massive corporate, but if you've got your own small business and you want to try and reach more people and and and, and use our platform to do so, then like you say, get in touch. And if like Tom said, if you're an aspiring writer or you just want to give yourself something to do. Uh, if you ever fancied writing a blog entry or something like that, get in touch and we'll try and get you on for that. We don't really, exp- we're, we're, we're just giving people the platform to do it for free, for fun, uh, and providing content for City fans because I think there's not really a decent and uh, sort of collection yeah. website at the minute where you can get that kind of content. So we're just trying to provide that now and try and fill a void. Yeah, especially um, the academy as well. Like, yeah, yeah, sort of. Because, you know, like, obviously the whole City website, there's a bit on it, there's match reports, but there's not a great deal in terms of, like, player insight. Like, we want to know that the best and up-and-coming players, and hopefully we can sort of provide that. Like, you know, obviously Harry Vaughan sort of come through the ranks recently. There's, like, Alfie Taylor's feature on the bench, so we'll want to be sort of focused on, on like, sort of players. You know, I think old Grandpa Joe said he was going to focus on the academy side, like because he he goes to the game. So hopefully, we get some match reports from him, um, if we're allowed, and then post them on the site. Yeah, because it's nice because people are always interested in in like we said potentially the next King Lewis Paul Jared Bowen, that player that's coming up for the youth academy, and 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 we've got a very good youth academy, um, and and I think that's been one of the biggest criticisms this season is the coverage of the youth side probably hasn't merited how good the academy is and it deserves more 
uh, attention. So we're going to try and, 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 and give that attention some of that. So, yeah, keep your eyes peeled for the website. So hopefully that's live in the next couple of days at least and then um you, you will we'll, we'll get that on socials like we're saying you can you can you can have a pop and have a look and have a read of some of the good credible content because that's a very good team of writers that we've got and thanks to tom for leading it and sorting it out and everything like that and like i say thanks to the guests that have come on obviously this episode was sponsored by old logical so we we very thankful for their support again for this season. Uh, Jimmy Chu over there to so get us over there on match day and every other day of the week if you can if you enjoy a beer or two after work um, and then we are obviously still part of Goals TV as well. Uh, is Goals TV something you're aware of, Gordon? Obviously, being a, an American fan. Yeah, yeah you um, you kind of, I, you sent that to me a little while back and signed up. It's got some great content on there. It's awesome to kind of see so many content creators together in one spot. So it's kind of, you know, because yeah. I feel like uh, the, the 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 football in America is starting to grow, and, and that's what Goals TV is all about. It's providing that platform for for content creators like ourselves to. To, to, to talk football, especially the English Football League, because it's just got so much um, attention on it um, and just grow the sport over in America. And like we say, if you use code THAB, uh, all capitals, obviously, for to hold them back um, on the website and sign up, you support us as creators on that website as well as growing them and growing the sport in America. So it's completely free to do it. You don't have to. The option is there to do so. So do if you can. Uh, thanks, everyone, for joining us. Thanks for watching us. Uh, keep your eyes peeled for the next episode. And uh, we will see you possibly next week. Um, just keep an eye out for the socials when, uh, when, I don't know, when, <laughs> when we decide to do something. It's quite hard. With <laughs> uh, so we'll just see what we can come up with. But thanks, everybody. And we'll see you again next time. Thanks again. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the Pro Pilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five year warranty. And with a bench full of all star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver-assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.